Welcome to Good Morning Me, your interactive podcast that invites you, our listeners, to join in the conversation and share your thoughts and comments about the joys and challenges of being an adult with children. Now, whether you're a single parent with a full tribe supporting you or a solo adventurer trying to figure it out, or you have a spouse or co-parenting, I'm here for you. Now, a little bit about me. I'm a single parent uh, to three almost grown humans and I chose to stay single throughout their younger years. I've learned a lot through this road that we call parenting and I found that a lot of people asking me for words of wisdom and encouragement, hacks, um, and have they've basically planted a seed for me to share my knowledge of things that I've learned along the ways from three different childbirths all the way to dealing with like financial crisis that we've all endured this recession from 9-11 up into COVID and amongst the many normal day-to-day joys that we encounter. So I guess here we are. Um, I would love for you to be a part of this as much as you'd want. So follow me on Instagram at quitmommingme or email me and you know, you'll find my contact details in there as well. Um, so this is my first time doing a podcast. I've never really done this before. Uh, So this is the first episode as a pre-launched trailer um, of what you'll hear throughout this experience. But I will say that I'm no expert. I'm not a professional by any means. And I just simply am wanting to have some fun with this and see where it goes. Uh, So you can expect to see a new episode released every Thursday. Um, And in keeping with this week's topic and this introduction uh, launch I guess Um, let's just talk about how do you do it you know single parenting and you know I do read a lot of you know reddits Um, so I am involved in a like a forum for single parents and a lot of a lot of parents out there are just trying to figure it out and I think we just all need to be supportive of each other and you know give each other as much advice as we can and here's the thing from the moment you are told or you share that information about you know being pregnant with your first child you're gonna get advice galore coming your way um it's a matter of trying to figure out what is best for you and you know who is your main important factors to listen to because There's going to be lots of people out there that are going to want to give you a lot of unsolicited advice. And that may be from someone as close as your mother, your sisters, um, your in-laws. And that can be a very tricky slope to be walking down through. Um, But I think all of us could probably agree that there's some really big boundaries that you kind of need to set for yourself there um, in terms of, you know, figuring out what works best for you so um that's just my little tidbit but yes so i do have three kids they're all older um they're in their young adult years now but the fun thing is that i've gone through a lot of ups and downs and i'm still standing you know about 10 years of being the single mom i chose to be single throughout these years simply because I did focus a lot on my kids Um, and people ask me all the time how do I do it I just 
I, I mean, there's really no right or wrong answer here, and there's really no definitive answer. You know, we just um, we're human. We're people trying to take one step at a time. And now that I'm a bit older, I do think back to when my dad, who was also a single parent trying to raise kids, um, you know. Different country, we weren't here in the US. Um, how he managed, and for him, it was it took multiple jobs and you know, calling out to people that just were available to help him out. And I think that's the hardest part about being the adult part of this is that people expect you to just know. They expect you to be able to react and take action and do things in the right way when really you've never done this before. So how can there be a right way? I've got three kids and I, my parenting style is different with each one of them. I can't do the same thing that works for each kid because each kid just receives information differently. So I think for one, if you're a fairly new and young parent, um, go through the emotions, go through the ups and downs. Um, if you're the single person trying to do this, I certainly will, you know, tell you the hardest part about any of this would be to reach out to other people. Um, but yeah, so, and you're going to get tons of fun throughout this whole experience you know you're gonna get a lot of joyous moments from those baby giggles that you know are just so contagious from the most silliest things that make babies laugh to you know <laughs> you know little boys and where they point that thing and when it shoots out and unexpectedly you know those kinds of funny little stories but everyone goes through it everyone it's uh it is a time where you can in take a step back enjoy the laughters enjoy the experiences because when you get to a point where they're older and uh, moving out of the house you'll miss that age where they still come and give you cuddles and you know make silly jokes and you know they love you to death and they ask for your you know for you to be around all the time because as much as my kids are still living in my house I am lucky to get information out of them about how their day was what the highlights of their days were what's going on in their lives who their friends are and I think I'm very blessed to be getting that kind of information um I think it really just comes down to relationships and you know the closeness that we've had um but there have been times where I have struggled so differently with each one of them that I'm like good lord I should have stopped at one <laughs> and I say that all the time like if I had stopped at one I would probably you know how, how do you choose <laughs> so I think it's just one of those things that the joys of being a parent is right there in your face they're loving on you they're giving you all kinds of you know, stress and headache, growing the gray hairs in, but the reality is, is that they are the most joyous people in your life, and they bring out the child in you, so enjoy that.
Um, so yes, so the you know a lot of the things that we'll have on this podcast is being able to just have that banter back and forth, and I would really love for you to you know send me your email, send me your chats, and I would love to be able to set up like a live DM at some point. Um, and maybe go live. I don't know. You just never know. Um, I guess podcasting is one of these things that we'll just find out along the way. I'm not trying to get big with this. I'm really not. I just, I think it's a fun experiment here in the new social media and marketing, but, uh, I'm not even trying to make money off of this. Um, <laughs> uh, as great as that sounds, it also sounds like a lot of work. So this really is just for the fun of it. Um, and as I said, there's going to be times that I'll be able to read your responses and your questions, your stories. So shoot them through, tell your friends, listen in. And, you know, the more feedback we get, the lot more that we'll have some fun with this. And if you're interested in being a guest on the, on the show, I would love for you to just shoot me that email and we can have a bit of a chat. Um, because I'm not the only parent in this world. So whatever you're going through, whatever, you know, situation is happening right now. Um, I've had some friends already reach out to me about certain things. So with that being said, let's jump right into my first topic of, you know, the promise of getting a pet. Now, for years, I have told my kids that they and not getting a pet. Back in 2012, we had two dogs. The older dog was a miniature schnauzer, probably no more than 25 pounds. But this dog, his name was Wilson. He was left to me by my kid's dad. Um, I did not want any pets. Just one day, I went out on a business trip for two or three days. I came back and there's this four-legged creature sitting in my dining room that just seems to be very attached to my left hip. He used to sit with me all the time as I would eat dinner or work at the table or just lounge on the couch. He just, oh, I don't know why. Um, But then shortly after that, when the kid's dad and I separated, he left the bloody dog. Like, dude, you left me with you know, supporting three kids, I'm only in my, you know, late 20s at the time, I guess, Um, and now I've got another creature to feed, and what WTF, like, (laughs) what am I supposed to do? Um, But yeah, I did, I promised the kids that I would not get any more pets. Well, we got another one. I was working at a office job where the FedEx guy would come on a regular basis and we would just have, you know, our little banters and chats and he told me about um, his dog having uh, puppies. Well, these puppies were just absolutely adorable little chihuahuas. I was never really a fan of chihuahuas and I don't know how that came about, but I just could not resist the look of this little doggy's face, and by eight weeks, he, the UPS guy came back, or I think it was a FedEx guy, whatever he was, um, came back and just handed me the doggo, so (laughs) next thing you know, 
I've got this little rodent <laughs> that is running around after my bigger dog. And my bigger dog is basically looking at this little dude saying, um, what are you? You're not a squeaky toy. Because if you know anything about miniature schnauzers, they are known for ripping apart squeaky toys. They are bred to be chasing literally rodents around the room, trying to get their little squeakies out and basically hunt to kill. Well, <laughs> this little one, his name was Fudge. He was eight weeks old. He was the most cutest little thing, but he was a tyrant. <laughs> so let me tell you, let's fast forward years later after having to give them up. Um, I could not get myself to handle any more animals. Um, we talked about it. We've talked about cats. We went through a number of guinea pigs. Don't get me started. And then one year, I, oh, mistakenly said to my middle child, I would get him a pet. At some point, I think it was a matter of like, when he graduates or when he gets a job or if he passes his class or some kind of like blackmail bribe situation and I could never get out of it. So he would bring it up all the time. You promised, you promised. And we're talking about a full-blown teenager by this point. He's not a little kid, but he's the type of kid that once you tell him something, it, it sticks. You know, it, his heart is completely there. He's got the biggest heart, so I don't blame him. But now, let's fast forward even more, maybe about another three, four, five years. My daughter has been following uh, San Diego Human Society or the rescue doggies, the shelters. Um, and she sees a promotion on there that says, you know, uh, bring in a bag of doggy treats and we'll waive your adoption fees down to $10. I'm like, okay, fine. You know what? Let's just go and have a look. I'm thinking we're never going to find the dog on the first day anyway, so no big deal. Yeah, this turned out to be the day before middle child's birthday. And Ironically, he was born on the day before Halloween, so all of his friends are coming over at this point. Next thing you know, we're at the shelter for about an hour and a half, and we've had a look at some dogs, and now the person that's going through it all with us is starting, she looks at one and she sees a profile and she says, oh, we've just got a dog and, you know, he hasn't actually been like, he's just being released today kind of situation and just let's bring him in you know i think he would be a great fit this little popo coming over and just killed me my heart just died uh, he was just absolutely adorable and the idea of sending him back into a little kennel was just devastating now here's the fun part again He's a little chihuahua. <laughs> um, his name is Sir Riley. We have to keep the Sir, even though we only call him Riley. All his paperwork calls him Sir. Um, but he just melted my heart. And next thing you know, 
we're coming home with paperwork, with vet appointments, with, and I'm like, why, why do I do this to myself? And now, okay, fine. You know what? We've got the dog. The kids are older. The financial stress of it all is still there. And he's cute. He's lovable. He's older. He's not a little puppy. He's four years old. This dog didn't even act like a dog. Like, I don't know why I promised my kids to have a dog, but I swear to God, this was not a dog. I he I didn't even know what he is because at the time, he was like mixed German Shepherd or something. Like he could have easily been a like we were even wondering if he is like a not like a animal support dog, a psychiatric service dog. And I was getting him tested. I was trying to get him licensed and all these kinds of things. He was getting trained. It was amazing. He was like the best little... He's still the best little thing. But I'm not trying to get attached. But my dumbass promised them the dog. And here we are. We've got the dog. The financial stress over it is still quite there. I guarantee it. But the dynamics of my family has changed dramatically. My middle child over here is not as temperamental as he once was and not as like snarky towards his sister I guess you can say and you know younger child she is super um she's just very loving as it is she's super attached she enjoys running around with him um and then my oldest just as much as he says he wants nothing to do with it he still finds his you know Sir Riley very adorable now here's the kicker please tell me how does he end up in my bed I've got him two beds one in the lounge room nice little comfy thing looks like a mini sofa and then the other one he doesn't sleep on the floor in my bedroom his his bed is on my bed in my in my bedroom and how did we go from no 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 dogs to in my bed get out of my bed dude and I accidentally promised that they would get a dog and now I have to come through because of course I'm the type of person to just can't break promises to kids I think that's just yes to a certain degree but that's a day for another another topic for another day I guess you could say but yeah this whole like how do you do it when you add in another animal or another mouth to feed somehow some way when things are just meant to be they will just be no matter which way you spin it no matter which way you think it's gonna go god is just out there working his magic doing his thing and working it up in your life to make sure everything is taken care of and everything's good in life and the joy and happiness is all there and i get to live somehow peacefully in this now don't get me wrong there have been circumstances obviously without in my with outside of my control where this little doggo got attacked by a huge german shepherd how i was going to fork up the bill on that one it was almost 12 o'clock or past 12 o'clock that one night and we were running around trying to find pet hospitals and all kinds of things to be able to attend to this dog trying to put gas in my car and I wasn't working at the time 
So trying to put gas in my car, trying to pay for this vet bill and trying to get his medications and all these kinds of things. And the one thing my son is middle child is freaking out about is that why did we get a dog if we can't afford him? Yeah, because mommy promised you to have one and I've been saying it all this time. But he literally like freaked out and he was just like crying and so upset. But I could not give up on this because something just tells me that we'll find a place it might be two o'clock in the morning we'll find a place to go get him some care and somehow we'll figure out how to pay for it we had found a place about 30 minutes away from home we know it's probably a little bit more than that maybe about 20 further up towards like you know northern san diego um and after having talked to the nurses and the veterinary staff there, they gave us our options and then they said that, you know, if I make a small payment now, then I can work with the billing department to make the payments. Then I looked into getting life insurance and all these kinds of things. Life insurance is really quite affordable. If you have a pet or you're considering getting one, life insurance, I'm sorry, pet insurance, <laughs> pet insurance is amazing you know i think it is such a lifesaver that i ended up just putting buying a policy right then and there while i was in my car waiting for this dog because we couldn't go in but yes anyway bottom long long story short bottom line we got the dog it's worked out this little dude still is very close and we've had him for almost a year now um but he's, he really is adorable. He's very loving. I am not as concerned about having a pet as I once was. So if you're out there, you know, considering or denying your kids that for whatever reasons, address those reasons, I would say, and then kind of tackle it one step at a time. Because I think what we do as parents is that we look at the big overall picture, which is what you're supposed to do, you know, ideally. However, it's not always the way it's going to go. You know, Murphy's Law is always going to tell you that, you know, what's going to go wrong is going to go wrong. But there's just something about that that you have to take a step back and think about the fact that there's a level of happiness and peace and calm, I guess, in whatever situation it's going to be okay. I truly, truly believe that. And so, I mean, I think about this all the time and not to get too deep here, but I mean, we think about things as the parents, we start to worry, we start to stress, we start to overload ourselves with all these like thoughts and fears and, you know, worrisome situations, you know, kids playing sports, what if they get injured? How can you, you know, how can you afford your mortgage payment, trying to stay up on your bills, trying to pay rent when you're the single person, you know, how do you do it all? But I guarantee you, somehow, when you have that much faith, when you have that much trust, you know, there's just a part of you that just needs to let it go and hunker down to a point that you just need to trust in the fact that it will be okay. I don't know how to really explain that. It's kind of a weird thing. Um, but I, I truly, truly 
believe that somehow you just have to put your faith first and put everything else aside. Like, I know it's the hardest thing to do and way easier said than done for sure. Um, but I, there is no answer, I guess, other than when people ask me, how do you do it? Yes, I'm a single parent with three kids that I've raised since my daughter was, you know, by myself since my daughter was five she's now almost 18 and yeah we went through a lot a lot of hardships but I'm still standing I'm still in a better position than I was back then and I'm sure there's going to be things that come up over the next how many years but how do we do it all we focus we take that time to just focus in on faith on God's love on you know family you know you go down to your core values and the whole reason why you chose to be a parent or made that decision was because you make those sacrifices purely out of love and that's the part about what I would love to accomplish in this in this series is that you know, I love, love my kids, but I cannot stop being a mom to them. So the whole quit momming me is, you know, twofold. It's my kids are telling me this, you know, I need to kind of let them go and be adults and grow into their lives and let go a little bit. But then when they were little, they would always be like, mom, 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 mom. And I'm like, dude, stop momming me. Just relax chill I got I got it you know but for the most part I think that was always the funny part about kids kids just you know grace you with so much joy and happiness that when you put down questions like how do you do it you do it because you love your kids you do it because you want better for them and you do it because there is no other choice but to dive into survival mode, be the best person you can be, whether you're doing it alone, whether you're doing it with you know a full tribe and village behind you, um, you just do, you know. So that's my little take there. And if you have any feedback on how do you do it, any stories. I would love to be able to have another session on, you know, what your thoughts are on how you do it and what you think about. Is there any specific things I you would love to talk about? Please shoot me an email or uh, DM me on Instagram at quitmommingme and I would be love to be able to have you on the on the podcast. So that will be my time there and I hope to hear from you guys again soon. Enjoy.